Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome, Pewter Report readers, viewers, and listeners to a brand new edition of the Pewter Report podcast, energized by Celsius, the official energy drink of PewterReport.com. It is a Tuesday edition of the show, but our first episode of the week. And boy, oh boy, do we start out with a bang, because it is time to let Baker bake. Todd Bowles, the Bucs head coach, has officially announced that Baker Mayfield will be the starting quarterback for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for the beginning of the regular season when the Bucs play against the Minnesota Vikings in week one. So we're going to break down that. We're going to get to some video clips of Baker and talk about everything else in between with your Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm your host, Matt Matera, back from New York and New Jersey Back in Tampa, very happy to return. Joined with me is my co-host, the face that runs the place at PeterAbort.com, SR, Scott Reynolds. And Scott, it was one of the worst kept secrets in the <laughs> NFL at the moment. But finally, finally, we have an answer from Todd Bowles specifically yeah. about who the starting quarterback is for the Bucs. Yeah, no doubt. It's it's uh, it's Baker Mayfield, and that's no surprise. It's something that we've we've actually kind of mentioned and talked about since we said that that Dave Canales was going to base his decision and Todd Bowles as well on the fact that the quarterback that turns the ball over the least mm. is is going to be the guy. And even though Baker threw more interceptions during training camp, he looked really good in his lone outing against the Pittsburgh Steelers. And that plus the experience, we talked about it before, Matt. Todd Bowles entering a very pivotal year in Tampa Bay in year two, coming off of an 8-9 season, even though the Bucs won the NFC South last year, made the playoffs. Not saying he's on the hot seat, but boy, he needs to win and start winning early. And Baker Mayfield with those 69 games worth of experience, he's the logical pick. I don't fault Bowles at all. We haven't seen anything that would that would deter Baker Mayfield from being that guy. So I, I think this is the right call. And we'll see. The good news, though, if you're a Kyle Trask fan, is Kyle Trask really improved this preseason. And I think we can legitimately say this year, not last year, but this year, if he has to enter the game due to injury or ineffectiveness, it's not a, a worthless, hopeless cause. I think Kyle Trask can manage games and maybe get some wins for this team, too. Yeah, I think Kyle Trask deserves some credit because while Baker won this job, the job was not handed to Baker. You know, Kyle Trask at least pushed the envelope. He at least kept this competition ongoing for a little while. And as you said, did significantly improve this training camp more than he ever has. Now, maybe some of that is because he finally got to work with uh, the guys that we've been clamoring that he should have been working with in the first place or just getting some reps here and there. But Kyle Trask definitely did not make it easy when it comes to, um, you know, overall just 
making Baker really earn this role. And, um, you know, so a a lot of credit should go to Kyle Trez. And there are people that will still argue that maybe Kyle should get the job. But at the end of the day, if you're looking at both resumes, and this is, you know, this is a job interview in a sense. And if you're looking at both resumes, if you look at Baker's, and yes, while there is starting experience, there's a lot of negative experience with that starting you have a guy that's had was it 69 career starts or and yeah. for multiple teams played in a playoff game especially when you're coaching for your job it just makes it that much more acceptable to go with baker mayfield and i and i think above all else this quarterback competition while i do believe it was a competition baker had a head start he started with the lead Right, Kyle just they ran like the same pace, yeah. but Kyle just never was able to increase that pace. That's right. Pass Baker Mayfield. No, I think you're exactly right. And the thing with Mayfield is he had to lose this. Right, this this was a thing where where if it was going to be close, and I think it it tightened. I think it got closer. But if if this was going to be close the tiebreaker was going to be his experience bakers and, yes. and that so whether whether you think it was close or whether you think baker you know had this job the whole time wh- whatever it is Kyle Trask had to head and shoulders beat out baker mayfield and at no point in time either in training camp or the preseason could you say with with all honesty hey Kyle Trask is simply the better quarterback that that never really materialized what happened was it tightened in the second week, and we said that it tightened. That's, that's fact. We weren't trying to create any drama. That's that's what happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and I think Baker rose to the occasion and and shined in that preseason game against the Steelers so with an opening drive. And 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 I think the other thing too, Matt, is when you look at at Baker Mayfield, he's he's made bigger plays in practice, right? Some yeah. of the bigger throws, some of the the bigger touchdown plays. Those have come when Baker Mayfield has been in there. At the same time, though, this quarterback competition, and I know there's some out there, and we'll get to some of these comments in a minute, that say this wasn't a legitimate quarterback competition. Here's the thing. This is what Dave Canales and Todd Bowles wanted to create. They wanted to create a quarterback competition more so for Kyle Trask than anybody else. Because if you start training camp and say Baker's our number one, Kyle Trask is our number two, then Trask operates in that mindset of, well, I'm the backup quarterback, right? I don't have a shot at this. It's already been decided. But I think this has brought out the best in Kyle Trask. And you were there firsthand to see that touchdown bomb from Trask to Trey Palmer, not in in the game, but in practice against Sauce Gardner, right? So I, I think it's elevated the play of Kyle Trask. And given the fact that Baker's not the biggest quarterback, he's had some injuries in the past, and he's also been benched before. He was benched last year in Carolina. So if there is injury or ineffectiveness, you better have the best version of Kyle Trask ready to step in. And I think that's what the point of this quarterback competition was, and I think it's been a success. Right. That's the whole entire piece of the other side of the puzzle. If you're if one of those puzzles where you can flip it over and, and do a different one on that side, because as many people have predicted, including yourself, Scott, there's probably a chance we're going to see both quarterbacks this season, just kind of based on how both of these quarterbacks are ranked uh, amongst the best of the NFL. So at least if, whether it's an injury to Baker or ineffectiveness, at least 
even the most casual or average Bucks fan that's just kind of like reading tweets or reading our stories, which we appreciate to everybody that does that, at least you can go. It's different than just saying, well, I guess they're going to throw in Kyle Trask and we'll see what happens with that. No, yeah. we actually have like credibility and, and tape and other things to really look at with Kyle Trask. This is what he did well. Oh, he was scrambling in this situation. Oh, that's nice. Oh, he's got that height. Maybe he'll excel in this specific version of the offense. And that's why I think it was good, too, even for Saturday's game, for Kyle to get those extra reps because he struggled a little bit early on and it wasn't even necessarily his fault. You know, just literally no one could block for him. But then all of a sudden the Jets start putting in more of their third and, and fourth string defensive players. And Kyle Trask looked pretty damn good after that. I mean, he had that field goal draw, or he led the Bucs to a field goal opportunity. I believe it was missed by Rodrigo Blankenship. But they started yeah. their own two-yard line. And That's he drove right. them all the way down the field and made some great throws in those situations. So, like we said before, and Todd Bowles said it too, this was kind of the, the best-case scenario for the Bucs. Right. Baker played well. He took care of the ball in the game. And I know some people are saying he only threw nine passes. Well, he completed eight of nine of them. So, right. you know, let's not act like he was four. If he was four for nine, I, I could understand the reasoning a right. little bit more. But they both showed some, you know, some nice plays. I think Kyle Trask at times just completely, you know, there are times he got hit or got a would-be sack in practice or got hit in the game, like the Jets game, and just never saw the defender coming. And I think that's definitely something that needs to be worked on. Sure, that's Uh, a lack of experience right there. That's a great point. Exactly, a huge lack of experience right there. But I do think Kyle obviously gained a lot from this. So Baker will get the start. We'll see how he goes. If the team's winning, they're not going to make a change. But if the team's losing, then they will go to Kyle Trask, and everyone will get to see everybody. Uh, in that scenario (laughs) so we do have a super chat from paul aka florida dreamhouse thank you for this five dollar super chat paul uh he says former browns fan here trust me baker will be fun to watch on this team bucks will be the surprise team in 2023 he is a big play quarterback with big play wide receivers and i think that's a really fair point from paul i mean i'm I'm not willing to say the bucks are gonna win 11 games this year just yet right but he's working with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, and they yeah. have shown already, whether it's Jameis, whether it's Mike going back to his early days, getting over a thousand yards with a number of different quarterbacks, they make quarterbacks better or quarterbacks benefit from playing with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. So That's why right. wouldn't Baker Mayfield <laughs> be- benefit from this either, as would Kyle Trask if if Trask was uh, going to start? The Bucks on defense and on offense, with the exception of the offensive line, they have talent to where they can succeed with a quarterback that is average to mediocre. They really do. I truly believe that. If you look across the board, Mike, Chris, Rashad White, Sean Tucker's RB2, you can't tell me that this team can't be successful unless their quarterback play absolutely plummets. Now, could yeah. it plummet? Absolutely. Could the offensive line just be as bad as they were last year? Absolutely, they could, especially with the whole Ryan Jensen situation. But I think you got to give this team a little bit of a shot before you just write them off. I'm not trying to quote yeah. Geno Smith here, but you got to <laughs> give this team a little bit of an opportunity. Yeah. Cali Bucks fans with another um, 499 Super Chat here. Thank you, Cali Bucks. Bucks fans wanted to see them duel in the preseason games for the job. 66 yards with only one deep shot was not convincing. 
I understand that, but you know what? It's is not my call to make. It's not Matt's. It's Todd Bowles and it's yeah. it's uh, Dave Canales's job to make that decision. They saw enough, and you know I, I think it was pretty telling. We even tweeted about it in the third quarter, or maybe it was the second quarter. If if Baker Mayfield is is not coming in. Yeah, and, and playing in that Jets game in the first half at the end, that that's pretty much a tell that he was going to be the starting quarterback. And, and I, you know what, I'm I'm fine with this. We're going to see Baker Mayfield against the Ravens for a series, two series, a quarter. I'm not sure how long that will be. I don't think John Wolford, who was at practice today, Matt, I don't think he's going to play. Maybe he will, but we'll see. If that was a neck injury. I don't know if they want to risk that. Yeah, but it seems to me that that Baker will get probably a quarter in my guess and and Kyle Trask will play the rest of the game and that's great experience for him and I hope both these quarterbacks come out of this game healthy and and we'll see uh, it wasn't maybe in the preseason the quarterback duel that everybody wanted to see but that was only one part of the equation and again I think Kyle helped his stock did Kyle come in and throw three touchdowns and 250 yards against the Jets no he didn't he led them to one touchdown drive and a couple of field goals. Yeah. And it wasn't as dynamic as it needed to be either in the Steelers game or the Jets game. And I think that's what they're basing this on. There's there's 69 games worth of film on Baker Mayfield, right? Mm-hmm. He's he thrown for over 100 touchdowns. He does have 64 interceptions. That's well documented. Kyle Trask has yet to throw an interception in the NFL. He's yet to throw a touchdown in the NFL, right? Nine complete or nine pass attempts, three completions. That's it. Yeah. So there had to be something substantial that Kyle Trask did in these games for him to elevate himself above Baker Mayfield, and that didn't happen. So, in other words, Baker didn't have to right. do as much as Trask did. And Trask Correct. was good. He was better, but he wasn't good enough to beat that Baker Mayfield. Yeah. And we'll see how it see how, it's, how it rolls on. Scott, if I may, I just want to comment on a couple of things. As you guys did a great job with the podcast, the post-game podcast on Saturday. But since I wasn't on the show, there's yeah, just a couple absolutely. of things I just want to – Bring up quickly. And also, John Wolford, yeah, it was awesome. He was at practice today. He wasn't participating. But the fact that he was even out there, I, I think, is great, given the severity of the injury, or at least how it looked at practice in the first place. And, yeah, Kyle Trask didn't make too much mistakes between the first game against the Steelers and this game against the Jets. But there were two really glaring moments. Obviously, the interception against the Steelers. In that game against the Jets, where he was, like, getting sacked, he was going down, and then he threw it. Yeah. Those are just mistakes that you cannot make. That was like Marcus Mariota last year right. for the Falcons in that game against the Panthers where he like was falling, literally rolled over yes. and threw the ball on the ground. Like you at the NFL level, at any level, at the Pee Wee right. level, you just cannot do something. You like take that. the sack. You live to exactly. fight another day. Yeah. So exactly. I didn't love seeing that from Kyle Trask. But what I will say is I'm just happy that Todd Bowles finally made a decision because yes. I was quite confused sitting at that podium talking to Todd Bowles after the game, uh, after they finished the game with the Jets, where he says that there isn't a starter. Yeah, And I'm thinking, and I asked him. It was the worst kept secret, though. It was the worst kept secret, but (laughs) it just, it was so odd to me. So I had to ask, like, in Todd's eyes, even though no one believed him. Right. Oh, it's still quarterback competition. Well, if you're saying that out loud, how could you properly evaluate both quarterbacks in a competition when one right. quarterback plays and another quarterback doesn't. If yeah. you're just going to have Baker be the starter that's and not play him in the game, 
That's yeah. fine. Just say he's the starter. If you truly felt that you needed one last preseason game to truly determine the starter, that's great too. Just right. have Baker play then, you know, yeah. it, it, so it, it was just one of I'm, those. I'm like, glad Baker didn't play because yeah. you no, only had two starters, and that was Gedeke and and, and Malk, and both yeah. of those guys are incredibly young, and and they actually played pretty well. They played they played better than I thought they were going to play against a, a pretty good Jets front four. When you look at and, and Josh Capo uh, has um, he's going to have a story I think tomorrow about Gedeke and Malk and how they played. I mean, you know, we look at Gedeke; he played against. Jermaine Johnson, former first-round pick. He played against uh, Will McDonald, former first-round yeah. pick this year. Will McDonald is and, a beast. I mean, you played guys, really well. I know everyone's excited for Hard Knocks tonight, as you absolutely yeah. should be. I'm very excited as well. Yeah. The Jets also have their own show. It's called One Jets Drive. It's very much like In the Current for yeah. uh, how the Bucks did it. And that comes out on Mondays. So I watched that one last night because obviously the Bucks are featured in it too. Right. Will McDonald had a really nice pass rush against Tristan Wirfs, and that's yeah. really saying something. So Will McDonald is an absolute <laughs> he's, beast. He's if the you real want to deal. watch some of the Jets highlights, uh, or sorry, the Bucks highlights against yeah. the Jets, you can check out one Jets drive or, of course, watch Hard Knocks cool. tonight. Maybe I'll be well, in the background. Wade Butler had a little comment here that I wanted to get to, a question, actually. If Peter Report had to say in the starting quarterback, who would you all choose? I, I'm just going to say real quick, Baker Mayfield, just for all the reasons Todd Bowles is is going to say. And we'll have that Bowles clip here for you in a second, as well as Baker Mayfield's comments. Matt was at the press conference today. Matt, real quick, who's your who's your starter? My starter would be Baker, but I'd actually let it play out a little bit more than yeah. uh, than uh, Todd Bowles did. Good stuff. Well, speaking of Todd Bowles, let's hear what, what the Bucks head coach had to say today when uh, he made the announcement that it was Baker Mayfield as the starter and then um, followed up with, with the decision why and also Baker's comments. Yeah, let's do it up. Uh, Rakim Jarrett as well, just uh, talking about Baker. Baker is our starting quarterback. Kyle's number two. Oh, all around. I mean, he can throw it. He's very smart. He understands football very well. He can read defenses. He's very good for the scheme we're using, as is Kyle. I'm not denying that either, but Baker is the guy we're going with right now, and we're comfortable with that. Uh, I mean, he's a gunslinger. He has that that Oklahoma quarterback swagger, uh, so uh, you kind of like that as a receiver. Uh, he's going to give you a chance. He's going to put the ball in the air, and it's, it's the receiver's job to go make the play. So I love that. I love him and KT. Uh, they both give their guys a chance. Uh, they're both phenomenal quarterbacks, so whoever was back there, I think the team would have had a good chance of competing and winning. What has Baker brought to this team in, in terms of his uh, overall leadership qualities? Uh, just his experience. Uh, he's been in a couple different buildings, a couple different offenses, so so he kind of knows how to work. Uh, he's been playing with some, some phenomenal receivers himself, so I don't think the, the stage is too big for him. I don't know how long he's been in the league, but I mean, has the experience for sure uh, and he carries himself as such like he doesn't this is work and this is a job for everybody and he, he takes it as such and then uh baker mayfield his initial reactions to being named the starter of the yeah. tampa bay buccaneers congrats thank you appreciate it so sense of relief at all that it's decisions finally been made and it's out there and, and you can kind of move on and, and focus on uh, getting ready for the regular season yeah i, I think now we're you know we're going to treat this real game week again season type so just practice schedule wise with the carded period and stuff so yeah it'll it'll be nice to get one week under our belt so it's the real thing and uh yeah until we get rolling yeah uh coach Bowles came up to me this morning um he had told me that he had talked to Kyle already um just inform me um that's we're gonna roll with me and <clears throat> yeah just continue making smart decisions and go from there so 
uh, now just gotta yeah lead like I know how uh, and the real things right around the corner so yeah, it's a, it's an exciting time and the ultimate goal is always to be playing um, so yeah it's it's one of those things that when you look at you know the big picture it's one of those things you have to check off the box so uh, yeah but now now's the time to really ramp it up and go from here and uh, start winning ball games that, that count um, yeah I mean it's uh, I'll say this I mean our QB room has been playing extremely well this this camp um, between John and Kyle also just uh, everybody pushing each other so I, I can't say enough about those guys in that room that we have as a whole uh, the chemistry is great but um, yeah I feel like I was comfortable enough within the system commanded the offense and, and able to get guys in the right spots and uh, yeah it's not saying anything against anybody else but uh, I just feel like I'm in good command of the offense right now I mean this is a game I always dreamed of playing um, one of the plays since I was little and yeah, just being able to be on a platform now with the great franchise uh, to earn the job, it's an unbelievable feeling. You never want to take those for granted. Uh, you know, I'm one of 32 guys that can say they're a starting quarterback in the NFL. So uh, it's, it's a special honor, uh, living out a dream, but now's not the time to be satisfied. So uh, yeah, I think all of our guys are ready uh, to, to push through this regular season and see where we go. Yeah, interesting stuff from Baker there. I, I like the fact he's very kind of matter of fact about it. You know, he's yeah. he, he's excited, but it's like, okay, great, check the box. Let's it's only step let's go, one. Yeah, let's go win some games, right? So that's he's taking it in, in a very uh, humble perspective, and and I appreciate that. I think that's that's Baker Mayfield, right or wrong, whether you like him or not, has said all the right things so far. He's conducted himself in a very professional manner. I think he's he's. He's a what's it a humble brag right that's that's the term yeah. where he's he's got the the cocksure the cockiness that you're looking for in a starting quarterback that confidence but he's also been humbled he knows that that if he doesn't perform well this year there's not going to be a big payday in Tampa Bay or anywhere else that he will be the next Jameis Winston the next Marcus Mariota the next high draft pick yeah Andy Dalton you know that's relegated to career backup status you know and, and maybe he gets another shot somewhere down the line like Geno Smith a former second round quarterback with the Jets did in Seattle but those opportunities are are fleeting and this is his last stand I think this is the best chance he has to really resuscitate his career and become one of of the uh the better quarterbacks in the league let's see how high he can ascend you know, maybe maybe he gets to the Pro Bowl level. Maybe he doesn't, right? We saw Geno – nobody thought Geno Smith this no. time last year was going to be a 4,000-yard passer, the comeback player of the year, and a Pro Bowler for the first time at age 32. And Baker's only, what, 26, 27? So, yeah. Uh, still plenty of, he, he's still been plenty on both, of time. Yeah, him. he's been on both sides of it. You know, he's been the number one pick, the cream of the crop, yeah, top dude, and then he's also been cut – you know, fell on his face yeah. trying to find another team. So, he, yeah, he, he's really been through it all. And I think that has to humble someone. Yeah. The interesting thing, though, is, is uh, Baker believes the best is yet to come for this offense. And I think, you know, right now you look 13 points, the Bucks can't run the ball. Okay, well, put it in perspective. It all starts up front with the offensive line. Tampa yeah. Bay has only played two, maybe three starters along that offensive line. I say maybe three because I think Robert Haynes is going to be a starter at center. I don't think Ryan Jensen is going to be ready at all to start this season. Yeah. Uh, sometimes it's it's not what you've been told by your sources. Sometimes it's what is not said. Sometimes when you're probing for information and there's nothing but crickets, yeah. that speaks volumes. And folks, when it comes to the Ryan Jensen, uh, I you know I wrote about this in in the mailbag that I published last night. You know, I, I think that he's going to start the season on injured reserve. Uh, Matt, was he at practice today? 
He was not in he was not in uniform. Um, yeah. He showed up later. Pretty sure it was Ryan Jetson because it was a big guy that looked like him, but he had a sweatshirt on and he had a hood on. Typically, okay. he doesn't have a hood. So you see that big uh, Trevor Sycamore looking man. Right. With Ryan Jetson, <laughs> yeah. But with the hood was up and. They yeah. were on the, the, the further field. I well, let's put it this way. He wasn't he yeah. wasn't in his jersey. He wasn't practicing. He has not practiced since before the Steelers game. So this has been an entire week now. We're approaching 10 days if if we're not already there. It's going on two weeks where he has not practiced. That's not a good sign. He has had exactly three reps in one-on-one pass rush, pass protection drills. Two were against Deidre Sanat. One was against Pat O'Connor. Did something happen in those drills? I don't know, because that was the last time we've seen Ryan Jensen do anything. He has not been in, involved in team drills, uh, I believe. And again, I don't have this on, on any type of source. This is not inside information I'm sharing with you. What I'm sharing with you is I have probed people within the organization when it comes to Ryan Jensen, and I've heard crickets. So that tells me that I believe he's going to be on injured reserve, either for the season, or you put him on the 53-man roster for one day, he makes the roster, and that's what you have to do if you want to come yeah. back later in the season. You have to be on the 53-man roster during roster cutdown. So essentially, it's 52 guys plus your injured center for one day. Mm-hmm. Then the next day, you can put him on injured reserve. He has to sit out a minimum of four games, and then you can add another player to have the roster there. And I, I also think, too, and we'll get to this tomorrow, because tomorrow's show on Peter Reports uh, TV, which is our YouTube channel, make sure you're subscribing to that. Tomorrow's show is going to be a Bucks 53-man roster prediction. I'm going to do that story tonight, so it'll be out on PeterReport.com uh, tomorrow. We'll talk about it at length in this podcast and get Matt's thoughts on yeah. uh, the 53 guys that I pick. And, and, and trust me, I... <laughs> There's probably about a handful of guys that it's going to come down to this last preseason game. So they're legitimate guesses. But the thing is, is it looks to me like John Wolford, I believe, especially with this injury, this injury that happened Saturday against the Jets, uh, I believe is actually going to help the Buccaneers cause because they're going to keep two quarterbacks. They're going to cut Wolford because of the fact that he is a third string guy and the fact that he just suffered this injury. I don't think he's going to you know, get picked up on waivers. If they go clear waivers, then they can put him on the practice squad a la Ryan Griffin. And that's where they're going to keep uh, him until they need him. If they do need him. Plus with that, uh, with that new rule about having the emergency quarterback, it kind of, it kind of behooves teams to cut their third quarterback and just keep them. Sure. There's yeah. always the rest that they can end up somewhere else, but to cut that quarterback, he doesn't count towards the roster and, you know, you could still use them on game day. If that situation, unfortunately, does come about like it did for the 49ers yeah. uh, in the NFC championship yep. game. Yeah. I was talking to Jenna Lane uh, earlier today as we were both uh, leaving practice after all the interviews and stuff. And we, we kind of agreed that Bucks probably have a handshake agreement with one of the players right now that they are going to release just so they can hold on to Ryan Jensen for one yes. day and then bring that player back onto the practice squad. So I want to say, I want to say that was Kevin Minter a couple years ago. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Was it Kevin, Kevin Minter? Minter was definitely. Yeah. They cut him guys. And you're like, wow, wait a minute. He's like the third linebacker, but he was a veteran And it, the league frowns upon this. And we're not yeah. saying that the team necessarily does this. We're just assuming they might do this. Yeah. With a little handshake no, agreement, yeah, a little nothing, wink and a nod. Nothing, nothing guaranteed, but just yeah, something. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, Something but, to think about for sure. Right. Exactly. Uh, we're going to get to another Baker Mayfield club talking about the Bucks offense. But first, uh, we're going to tell you about Celsius, that Oasis 5 that I love so much. We all That Oasis vibe is is definitely it's not my number one pick. My number one pick is that orange, but Oasis vibe has moved to the number two. And I also love that sparkling lemon lime that is uh, on your screen there. That's that's a great afternoon drink. It's not real sweet. It's a it's a perfect mix of, of lemon and lime. And you can get uh, the Oasis vibe or the newest flavor of Celsius, the Cosmic vibe, uh, by going to Amazon.com and clicking on the subscribe and save option. To ship it right to your door. And if you want to find out where you can grab a can of Celsius, which is the official energy drink of Peter Report, and get your essential energy that you need with no sugar crash because there's no sugar in it, well, just go to Celsius.com, click on the store locator, and find your nearest grocery store, health and fitness store, convenience store, or, oh, gosh, I always forget the name of that. What's it called? Oh, I just saw a bunch of these, Scott. They're called a bodega. Bodega. That's right. And make sure... That you uh, f- find some different flavors that you like, grab a couple cans, and they, they've got a whole bunch of vibes in addition to Oasis and Arctic and Peach and Tropical. They've got that, that uh, new cosmic vibe you were talking about. Hit the subscribe and save on Amazon and save a bunch of money. They'll ship them right to your door. Celsius, the official energy drink of Peter Report. Matt, uh, we talked about uh, Baker Mayfield and his remarks about this Bucks offense. We've seen a little bit of it in the preseason. And there have been some big plays. Kyle Trask made several big 20-plus throws. Josh Capo had a, a great story on PeterReport.com. I'm going to drop that in the chat. But let's hear from Baker Mayfield and and what uh, what's yet to come for this Bucks offense. Yeah, exactly. And I, and I kind of believe that we've hardly seen anything from the Bucks offense yet. I know some people have complained about certain things that Dave Canales has called. Well, that's because it's the preseason and Dave Canales isn't giving away too much just yet so uh yeah baker gives a lot of comments about this topic in particular getting a touchdown but but having no turnovers helped to to reinforce where, where you were in this competition yeah i think during training camp uh you can look at turnovers obviously taking care of the ball is the main thing but it's it's practice for a reason trying to get timing down with receivers trying to test certain things out see what 50 50 balls what guys are going to make plays and so when it comes down to the game that's it's time to take care of the football and be the quarterback you're meant to be so uh, I don't know. I haven't gotten the details, nor do I really care. Just going to roll with it now and, and, and go win games. Baker, how far along has this offense grown? Where are you guys at now with, you know, less than a month to the regular season? Uh, I think the growth has been tremendous. Um, when it comes to the run game, I mean, you guys saw some of the screens and stuff we accomplished last week. Just guys are really understanding the objective when we call certain plays. What, what's the scheme we're trying to, to get accomplished and they're, they're executing it. So um, the improvement's been unreal. Uh, and so now it's just time to go out and execute and play fast. So we've learned the system. Now it's time to adjust in the fly based on coverages or defenses and uh, just play fast. Davis been holding back a little bit. What really we're going to see in the, the regular season? Yeah, I, I mean it's it's tough when we're in training camp and <laughs> probably the hottest <laughs> camp in the country. Uh, our receivers are always rotating in and out, so there, there's certain things that uh, we'll have dialed up for for Mike and Chris and uh, certain schemes that we'll have that 
yeah, we've been holding back. We've talked about it, but um, we're, we're not going to show that until we really need it. And that's the good part, though, is you do the simple little things right, then you get to add in fun stuff on top of that. So I think what we've done is, is great at the pace we've done it, the way Dave set it up to get everybody on the same page executing, and then you add in the wrinkles from there. That's great stuff right there. You know, and remember, we had Mike Evans talk about some of these routes he's never even run before. Like he's never run in, in any yeah. scheme or place before. Never he's really excited about yeah, and so we're gonna we're gonna see those. We're not gonna see them because the Bucks now have gone to closed practices where training camp is essentially over. They've got thirty minute window where we can see warm ups, calisthenics, yeah, a little bit of individuals just to see who's practicing and not. Then the media goes inside, and they got an hour and a half all to themselves to put in these wrinkles, yeah, and these these good money plays. So we uh, uh, we were able to watch like all of practice today. But oh, it okay. Was, it was on like the far field, so it was right. like, hey, you can watch practice, but you could see <laughs> yeah. like. Only a couple things, but it was helpful with before Todd Bowles made the announcement. It's like, okay, Baker's getting the the number one reps with all the starters, and that yeah. hasn't changed. So right. what are you really telling us? But exactly. uh, anyway, uh, we got some super chats. Obviously, want to give a shout-out to uh, Mike Fitzgibbons and Scott Jacks. Thank you guys for the Appreciate super chat. It. Thank you. If you, have a, uh, if you have another comment, feel free to put it in. We'll make sure we – get to it because you did super chat us scott actually had one that said minnesota is so big if we win talking about the game against minnesota if yeah. we win then chicago at home could be 2-0 going into the eagles game uh katie bar the door minnesota is key i yeah. don't know that last part but anyway um yeah. well i mean yeah. that's that's an older expression katie oh, bar the door so yeah gotcha, so gotcha. um yeah um, uh, I, i'm actually in full agreement i'm kind of yeah. looking at this sort of like the Florida State LSU game that's coming mm-hmm. up, which I'll be at. Maybe that's why it's on my mind. But yeah. you know, that's a big game where if you win it right out of the gate, that's that can catapult you a long yeah. way for the rest of the season. College football a little bit different. The loss doesn't right. hurt as much for these two big teams. But I think for the Bucks specifically, you look at that beginning of the schedule where yeah. it's Minnesota, then Chicago, then uh the Saints. Or sorry, the Eagles. Well, Philadelphia, then, yeah. Yeah, the Eagles and then yeah. the Saints. I mean the Bears is is a must win in my yeah. opinion that week two game. But if you if you win week one against the Vikings and take care of business against the Bears, yeah. you're two and zero playing with house money against the Eagles because no one's going to predict you to beat the the Eagles on Monday Night Football even right. if you're the home team. But, but you you're a confident be- Buccaneer team, and exactly. it's, it's it's on the only Monday Night game you're going to get right, and it's at yeah. home. So yeah, th- there's. There could be a lot of momentum built quickly in just two weeks if the Buccaneers start off 2-0, man. I agree. Yeah, absolutely. And then it's on the other side. If you lose to Minnesota, you still have to – then Chicago becomes even that much more worrisome. And if you start 0-2, then you're playing against the Eagles, and the season could be down the drain by then. So very much a swing game against the Vikings. Uh, Mike, we got another one. Thank you so much, Mike Fitzgibbons, for this 499 Super Chat. He says, Bucks broke, I know. Any chance the Bucks trade a couple of twos to Indy for stud running back Jonathan Taylor and kick his salary and signing bonus down the road? Super Bowl. Yeah. Well, I'll say this. The Buccaneers love Jonathan Taylor coming out, Matt. We, we know that for a fact. Uh, they really like Jonathan Taylor. So I'm sure that there is some temptation there. At the same time, though, you can almost see Mike Greenberg, right, with this. With his accountant, uh, you know, cap on, and uh, he's got the spreadsheets, and he's like, hey, yeah. listen. As much as as this would be, uh, you know, a, a big boon to us to get a guy like Jonathan Taylor, and Jason, I know that you hate trading 
away draft picks because that's that's your resources. That's how you're building this thing. I'm going to remind you, Tristan Wirfs, <laughs> contract's coming up. That's going to be huge. And Antoine Winfield coming up. That's going to be huge. And the Buccaneers are still going to have some residual dead salary cap money next year. This is the first year of getting out of the, the Super Bowl credit card, right? Yeah. By by 2024, they'll have a little bit more wiggle room. After 2024, they should be able to go out and spend and, and, and get just about whoever they want. But if you add that big Jonathan Taylor contract as well, that's going to cramp their style a little bit, right? Right. And, and, and what you're basically saying is, is you're, you're relegating your third round pick Rashad white to a backup role. Yeah. And, and all of a sudden I'm not saying Rashad becomes a wasted pick then, but they've already spent a third round pick on Keyshawn Vaughn, who is sliding down the depth chart. Did you want to do that again with, with Rashad White and another third round pick? I don't think that's the answer. Especially without even giving Rashad the opportunity to be RB1 and what he can really right. do uh, with that offense. Also, if this was the Bucks team from like a year or two ago, yeah. I think, yeah, you know what? Go for it. You're all in anyway. <laughs> but yeah. with, with, with so much uncertainty about this season of like, you know, if Baker fails, then yeah. you're in a completely different scenario next season. And then you're with Trask and probably looking at a, a young rookie quarterback. Right. Uh, now's not the time for Jonathan Taylor, but yeah, you know, we'll be excited. It's tempting though, because they do like the player. It's just, uh, do you want to pay all that money for a running back? And the, the other thing too is, is Sean Tucker look really good. Chase exactly. Edmonds, they're, they're excited about it. They have a really like cheap, good young backfield, you know, like let's, let's see how this in, group does. Yeah. I was indifferent about the Bucks running back room at the beginning of training camp. I feel way better about it now, especially because of uh, Sean Tucker and what he did in that last game. Yeah. So, uh, you know, have some faith in the Bucks running back room. Yeah. We got a super chat from meets McGee. Thank you for this $5 super chat. Uh, they say Saturday night O-line issues came from Trask's inexperience to change the cadence. Jets yeah. were teeing off on the middle of the line. What's your thought? Uh, well, Nick Leverett, I don't think, is going to be the starting center. He gave up two big runs. Yeah. Speaking of Keyshawn Vaughn. Or Keyshawn Vaughn. He never oh, had man. a chance. Yeah. Yeah, I think Robert Hainsey, given that experience of the 17 games as a regular season starter, he is the starting center for this Buccaneer team. It's not going to be Ryan Jensen. It's not going to be Nick Leverett. And I like Nick Leverett. I think Nick Leverett guard. is a guard. Yeah, I think yes. Nick Leverett is, is a better guard than he is a center. But at least they have a guy that, that has you know some experience doing it. I think John Mulchin maybe is, is in the discussion for the backup center role. I think yeah. we might see some John Mulchin on Saturday night as, as a center. Uh, and maybe in the second half, maybe they play Hainsey with the starters in the first quarter, yeah. Leverett with, with the backups in the second, and then they go to Mulchin. I'd like to see that. I'd like to see Mulchin over the, the third and fourth quarters to see what yeah, he could do. He's might a, as well. He's a big body, and he's been developing behind the scenes, so we'll see. They need to figure that out, no question about it. Uh, also, Tuan Blow, thank you for this 199 Super Chat. Again, uh, if you have another comment and we see it, we will make sure that we uh... – <laughs> Then we get to it. Like this comment from Long Lost yeah. Glazer. Notice SR didn't say Devin White contract coming up. <laughs> That's true. And I don't know if there's going to be a, a, a Devin White contract. I don't know if they're going to be able to afford Devin White with, if, with yeah. him wanting that much money. And we'll see. If, if he becomes – he in order for the Buccaneers to pay him a King's Ransom, uh, they have to have some really bad feelings about Servassier Dennis, and I don't think they do. I think they like Servassier, and I'd like to see him come back this week if he can – 
and play in this preseason game. I think that's going to be crucial for his development behind the scenes. But uh, I think Devin White would have to be a Pro Bowl slash All Pro for the Buccaneers uh, to to want to fork over that much money. And then then you're crossing your fingers because he's only been consistent one year. If that's the case, yeah. So, Devin White uh, wants to prove a lot of the doubters wrong this yeah. year. Um, if you want to prove people wrong, maybe based on some picks that you're making. Uh, you got to go over to Underdog Fantasy and, of course, play in their best ball mania. It's coming up very, very soon. You have an opportunity to win a ton of awesome different prizes, $15 million in total prizes, including $3 million uh, to the first-place winner. There's no trades or waivers. It's a $25 entry. You just set it and forget it when it comes to Underdog Fantasy. This is one of the most highly lucrative tournaments that you can do in this landscape that's underdog fantasy best ball mania three and the cool thing is obviously best ball mania is great as you see with the the prize total there but they have different contests going on all season long you could also set up leagues with your friends co-workers whoever um with the same thing set it and forget it with uh, with the lineup you could also do over unders and pickums which i'm a huge fan of that's I think a this great guy's way gonna to play. go off today. Yeah, I think this guy's yeah. gonna go off today. You just put a little bit on that. They also have a playoff pool that you can win 10 or the prizes are up to 10 million, a regular season pool with five million. Yeah. Um, so there's so many awesome different options to have with underdog fantasy, and you can get a little deposit bonus as well if you use that promo code pewter. And we're gonna yeah. have a uh, pewter report fantasy football leagues coming up. So if you want to play against us. You can play yeah. against Peter Report. We'll talk some yeah. trash. We'll do whatever. It's unfortunate that I decided to spell Peter Report wrong in our emails. So my apologies for that. I'm going to fix that. <laughs> I got a little carried away with the double R's. We have two P's in there, and that shouldn't be two P's. So please spell Peter Report correctly because I didn't. Yeah. But you can play me, SR, at PeterReport.com. It's only one P in there. And the same with Matt, Matt at PeterReports with one P.com. I didn't misspell Josh Capo or Bailey Adams' emails, though. Their Gmail accounts are on the screen there. So josh.capo at gmail.com. Bailey J. Adams, 22 at gmail.com. So if you want to play myself, Matt, Josh, or Bailey, and you can play all of us if you want, here's all you have to do. Just email any of those people on the screen. Again, my email, and Matt's is wrong because I can't spell Peter Report, obviously. But uh, SR at P-E-W-T-E-R-R-E-P-O-R-T and Matt at P-E-W-T-E-R-R-E-P-O-R-T dot com if you're listening to the audio version of this podcast. And I'm going to do my fantasy draft. I'm going to do two. I'm going to do one this week on Thursday if we get enough people. I think we need 12 to, to do a draft. So if you want to, to play underdog fantasy against myself or Matt or Josh or Bailey, I'm going to do my draft on Thursday. So just drop whoever an email and say, I want to be in your league and make sure you use the promo code pewter when you sign up for underdog fantasy and you'll get some free play money that way. And it'll be fun. And the great thing is Matt is, is uh, I I've got ADHD and I have a hard time sticking, you know, with, with all of the, the different fantasy stuff going on yeah. and all the different lineups around the league. I, I'm tunnel vision on the Buccaneers. I've, my complete focus on the Buccaneers. So I like the set it and forget it part of underdog fantasy. That's the best mm -hmm. part. Set, set the lineup and forget it. Draft a bunch of quarterbacks, draft a bunch of receivers, tight ends, running backs. And then whoever scores the best that week out of your quarterbacks, out of your running backs, out of your wide receivers, you get those points. So it's a great way to play. You draft once, set it and forget it. And boom. So there we go.
There you have it. Uh, some more Super Chats rolling in. Thank you all, computer people. Uh, T, with the $5 Super Chat, says, an Arians and Mayfield team would have been fun as hell to yes. watch. Imagine <laughs> those mic'd ups and press conferences. Boy, oh boy, T, you are on to something. That's you a good are one. a 100% yeah. correct. And I don't fault Todd Bowles for kind of answering some ways that he answers it's very much on the fence but bruce arians just let it fly and bruce to his credit at this point before he even came to the bucks he already had two ap coaches of the year he had a lot more winning underneath them and then he was a super bowl champion winning one with the bucks so he could get away with saying a lot more but man that would have been a ton of fun ba and baker Sure. Yep, here's a, a comment here from Callie Bucks. Calling this a quarterback competition was a waste of time. The Bucks took valuable snaps away from Baker Mayfield. Th- that that is somewhat true. You can look at it that way, right? That 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 is one way you can look at it. And and I'm I'm going to say you're not wrong. However, as we said at the beginning of the podcast, if you look at this, this quarterback competition got Kyle Trask in the mindset of, hey, if I play really really well, and I'm probably going to have to have Baker screw up a little bit, but if I do my part. I'm going to get better, and I have a chance to beat him out. That chance is what drove Kyle Trask to perform better this preseason. And yeah. as a result, the Buccaneers now have a better backup quarterback. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that is a win for Baker Mayfield uh, because he got pushed a little bit by somebody. And I think it, it would certainly a benefit for Kyle Trask because he got better. And it's a benefit for the Buccaneers because now they have two quarterbacks that I think they feel pretty comfortable with. If they have to play Kyle Trask, it's not, you know, all hope is lost. This guy might be able to, you know, get, get the Bucks out of a game with the win. Maybe he wins a couple of games. I don't know, but it's this is a better version of Kyle Trask because of the competition. Plus, I think Baker's still got plenty amount of snaps. Like, I think if the Bucks struggle out the gate or, the, you know, the first two months, I, I don't think anyone's going to be like, well, Baker didn't get enough snaps in August, and therefore that's why the Bucks have struggled. They, they've both gotten plenty of plenty of work. Yeah, exactly. Football fan, I appreciate that 999 Super Chat. Yeah, can I choose you. to play against all of you? Yes, you can. All you have to do is sign up with an underdog fantasy account. Just sign up once. Use that promo code Pewter to get that sign-up bonus. And then you can email all of us and say, yeah. I want to play against Matt and Scott and Josh and Bailey, and we're happy to play against all of you. Uh, again, the different Pewter reporters have different schedules, and they'll have drafts at different time. But what we'll do is, is once we get – Everybody uh, all lined up to play. Uh, we'll send out a grouping e- email. You know, I'll send out mine to the people who want to play against me, and we'll come up with a, a date. I'm choosing Thursday night, time to be determined, probably 7, 8 o'clock at night. I want to be mindful of people on the West Coast, so probably closer to 8, but it'll take about you know, 30, 45 minutes to do a draft, um, and, and we'll do that. So if you want to play all of us, you're welcome to. It'd be fun. Yeah, just put us all uh, in the same email. Very happy to do so. Uh, Twan Blow with a uh, another super chat says the NFC doesn't have that great of quarterbacks. Yeah, Baker, eleven and six. Wow, throwing out the prediction there. Not quite ready for my predictions yet. I'm going to wait till after this preseason game. But just as we mentioned before, we we will have a different kind of prediction tomorrow on tomorrow's show at four o'clock, which is. A Bucks fifty-three man roster prediction. I'm doing that story tonight on Peter Report, and uh, and then we're going to be talking about it at length tomorrow. And I want to get your thoughts on that, Peter. People, did I make the right call? Which players do you think I screwed up with? And then we'll get Matt's take as well. That'll be a fun show tomorrow at yeah. four o'clock. Then we have another 
Pewter Report podcast Thursday at 4 o'clock. And then we have a post-game podcast Saturday night because we're now in our regular season mode, even though the Bucks are still wrapping up the preseason. Three podcasts during the week, most likely Mondays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. But there was no practice yesterday and, of course, the big news today. So we did the right thing by waiting until today to do the podcast. And uh, what I want to make sure that you guys don't do is wait to, uh, you know, find a, a house with somebody else. You don't want to do that. You want to use Eric Gross and the Eric Gross group to find your perfect house. It takes time uh, and effort in, in the real estate game to, you know, get the best bang for your buck. And Eric Gross and the Eric Gross group, they do a fantastic job of getting you the absolute maximum value for your home. And they're going to try to do their very best to get your house that you want at the price point that you want. It takes a full team effort to win a football game in this crazy real estate uh, market out there. And that's where the Eric Gross group comes in. They, they have that team effort. They've got an agency network of over 85,000 agents. They've got a strong team of vendors. And the Eric Gross group will turn your dream of buying or selling a home into a reality. Now, as I've said before, Eric, who's been on this Peter Report podcast, he is an avid reader of Peter Report. In a Tampa native, his father was stationed at McDill Air Force Base. He has got the market knowledge in this area, plus the top-notch communication and the commitment to excellence that service that an excellent service that sets him apart. The clients that the Eric Gross Group has, they're not just transactions, they're lifelong friendships. So why wouldn't you buy a you know a house or sell your home with somebody that you know? And you already have something in common with Eric because again, he's a Peter Report reader and a and a Tampa Bay fan. Don't let the stress of buying or selling a home keep you out of the game. Let the Eric Gross Group take the pressure off. Find them on Facebook and Instagram at Eric Gross Group. Check out their website, housesandfla.com. That's housesandfla.com, or give them a call at 513-907-4271. No matter where you are in your home ownership journey, you'll feel right at home with the Eric Gross Group, the official realtor of Peter Report. Again, visit housesandfla.com. And we had a posting on our Facebook page and also on Twitter for an open house that Eric had over the weekend in Ruskin. So when we have those opportunities, we'll post those. And if you're not doing anything on the weekend, you want to look for a new house. So, well, Eric Gross and the Eric Gross group, they're the people to turn to. Yeah, check it out. Uh, we got another comment from Paul who uh, gave super chat earlier, says, I don't have a problem with giving Trask reps. We have a better idea of what we have in the event of an emergency. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's a number of teams around the NFL where once their starter is is out, they're screwed and they have no shot. Yeah. Um, yeah. The Bucks, I, I I think, should at least feel pretty good about a situation if Kyle Trask has to come in. I think they I have agree. a better shot with their backup than many other teams around the league do. So yeah. if you look at it that way, that's a positive. I think another positive, too. Matt is is these guys right here, and not just Kyle Trask in the picture, but Cody Malk, Luke Edicke, both of those guys did a very good job against the Jets in the practice session, the joint practice session on Wednesday, uh, as well as the game itself. And I'm interested to see Hard Knocks tonight. We'll get a little bit behind the scenes. Oh, it's yeah. some mic'd up action. That'll be fun to see the Buccaneers, because they really took it to the Jets in that joint practice session, and they beat him in the game. Todd Bowles. And uh, Robert Sala, two defensive-minded coaches going off. And yeah, it, it was rare. a low-scoring affair, 13-6. to six. I don't think either one of those guys minds winning a game in that fashion. But Todd Bowles had to love those three takeaways on defense. 
including one by D Delaney. And I think D Delaney took a step forward in winning that, that nickelback corner job. But I think the plan to play Gedeke and Malk is going to pay off because these guys are going to be ready for week one against the Vikings. And then, then you add in those other pieces, Hansey back at center for the Buccaneers Saturday night. Then we're going to see the debut of Tristan Wirfs and Matt Filer together on the left side. And I think that's going to be uh, a step in the right direction for this offensive line. But I, I was encouraged yeah. by what I saw there. Josh Capo, again, will have an article tomorrow morning on Peter Report on Gedeke and Malk and some of the, the snaps that they had that were pretty impressive against the Jets. Yeah, Hainsey got to start off last season. So we're pretty pretty aware of what he can do at center. Tristan Wirfs, yes, big move to left tackle, but he's still a fantastic offensive tackle. Matt Filer is a longtime veteran in this league. He doesn't yeah. need the reps right away. But there's no question. I mean, Cody Malk, obviously, as a rookie does, no question Luke Edeke needed these reps as well. Yeah. And, you know, a little bit of up and down here and there and everything like that. Yeah. But I think how what we can turn to is – and it's very different because we're talking about a quarterback versus offensive line. But that was a big right. thing last year for like Geno Smith in particular is he had to play all the preseason games. So he looked way yeah. better in the beginning of the season than a lot of other quarterbacks out there, especially Russell Wilson when they played against Russell Wilson. I believe that was the first game of the season because he was already not in midseason four, but he already right. had way more live action reps than many other quarterbacks out there. Yeah. That's exactly what Luke Edeke needs. Of course, Cody Malk needs that in this situation. Now, am I expecting a Pro Bowl level caliber play from Gedeke? No. Am I expecting right. that from Malk either? No, not necessarily. Win ugly. Win ugly. Do, Win do whatever you, ugly. you can. Win, win Doesn't have to be pretty. Game, yeah. That game, week one against the Cowboys uh, last season. Yeah. That was an ugly win. Right, you know, a lot of the Bucks wins were ugly last yeah. season, and sure, and, and for and for Gedeke and Malk, I don't care how it looks, right? Just hang on, don't get a holding call, but hang yeah. on and and do whatever you can to to win each rep. I think that's the it doesn't have to be pretty, doesn't have to look flawless like Tristan Wirfs. Just win your reps one after the other, and we'll see what happens. Speaking of winning, football fan uh, says, and I think this is good. And I I came out with with my SR's Fab Five last Friday about kind of tempering the expectations for this offense, right? Five hard truths about the Bucks' offense. I'll put that in, in the uh, the chat here in just a second. I'm doing the same thing for the defense this Friday. Not to be a Debbie Downer, just to kind of pump the brakes a little bit and, and say all is probably not going to go according to plan at the beginning of the season. If it does, great. But if it doesn't, you know, oh well. Football fan says, can we not overreact if the Bucks lose in week one? It's a long season. It is. Now, if they start off the season 0-2 losing to the Vikings and the Bears, Matt, then I think there's cause for alarm. But yeah, if they lose in week one on the road at Minnesota and come back and beat the Bears in week two in their home opener, I'm okay with that. I think that that, that, that that's a logical kind of outcome. I think that if, if they come home two and zero, yeah, I think if they come home two and zero, you know, then then that's that that's gravy. You're starting off with some house money. Tony D kind of thinks they're going to go one and three. Uh, in the first four games. Yeah, we'll And then see. you play the Lions out of the bye. Yeah. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, I, I listen, I, if, if I'm going to if I'm gonna bet some house money, right, I'm going to do it at my bookie. We'll do the my bookie read tomorrow. But but uh, if I have some money that, that I win, or just any money in general, I'm going to turn to the people 
that I trust, the people that I've got most of my financial resources with, and that is Amuni Financial. At Amuni Financial, we help you live in the now. Congratulations. We're so happy Thank for you. you. Thank you. And even though the now may feel very different, you still need to plan for the future. How's retirement treating you? Oh, just fantastic. I know I say it all the time, but you really got to come up to Colorado. Let's do it. All right. Yeah. We can help you develop that plan to keep you on track so you can still prepare for tomorrow, today. Amuni Financial. Plan ahead. Stay ahead. Folks, I've got a big life decision that I'm going to drop on you guys right now. I am retiring. Yep, that's it. I am going to retire in about 20 years. So I love what I do. I don't know what else I could I would do other than cover Buccaneer football for you pewter people. We love you guys. So I'm not going anywhere right, right now. But what I'm doing is I'm setting myself up for success by having my assets with Immunity Financial. Managing your family's wealth means more to Immunity Financial than simply allocating your assets. It means legacy planning, brokerage and advisory services, retirement accounts, college savings accounts, and insurance services. With 40 years of experience, let Immunity Financial help you plan ahead and stay ahead. Give Immunity Financial a call. Tell them Scott Reynolds sent you. It's never a bad idea, even if you have a financial planner right now, to get a second opinion. It's your money. It's your retirement. Call Immunity Financial, 1-800-868-6864. That's 1-800-6864, or visit them on the web at immunity.com. And then after you check out Immunity Financial, check out all of our social media, forpewterreport.com on X formerly known as Twitter, Facebook, Threads, and Instagram. We are at Pewter Report. Of course, we got our YouTube channel, which has the podcast four times a week, the new Pewter Pulse that uh, SR has been rolling out, plus various clips from practice, press conferences, and everything else in between. Uh, Please like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, Our numbers are growing every single day, and it's all because of you. Yeah. people so we really appreciate that tomorrow's show got a fun one it's a bucks 53 man roster prediction where we will come up with who we think is uh filling out the rest of this team because i think mike evans is going to make it i think vita Vey is going to make it but uh <laughs> you know there's some there's some later ones that uh obviously need to have some discussion about yeah as scott should announce his retirement on a beach like brady uh i'll, I'll try to rem- yeah. yeah i'll try to remember that uh, in about 20 so years when I do retire. Um, I just love what I do, man. I, this is the only yeah. job I've had since I graduated from Kansas state in 1995. And I love it. I've had op- other opportunities to go elsewhere in media. And I just, just love what I do. I love you pewter people. You guys have been awesome to me, my family, our staff, the company pewter reporters. We've grown from Buccaneer magazine back in the day to, uh, to pewter report now with over 3 million unique visitors on pewterreport.com. Yeah each year. So it's been awesome. And our numbers continue to grow on YouTube. As Matt said, our YouTube channel, Peter Report TV, make sure you're subscribing to that. Appreciate that, Richie. We had fun too, man. We always uh, love it. And we didn't do roll call today. You know, we had, a, we, we had a lot to get into. Sometimes we do it on a Tuesday, but uh, next Monday though, we'll do roll. Yeah. Call. So uh, we didn't, didn't have a show yesterday, but a lot of news to get to today with Baker Mayfield. And, uh, and we'll continue on with, with another Peter Report uh, podcast tomorrow, Matt, four o'clock. We will, yeah. We're going to keep having fun, keep uh, bringing some news for Peter Report. So uh, until tomorrow's show, for Scott Reynolds, I'm Matt Matera saying thanks, everybody, for watching. We love the Peter people. And we'll see you tomorrow at 4 p.m. for another edition of the Peter Report podcast. Out. Out. <laughs>